Welcome to the Rotary Community Heroes of Hope. I'm your host, Judy Zulfikar, and I'm thrilled to be joined by my amazing co-host, Jamie Zinn, District Governor of Rotary District 5330. Together, we will take you on a journey to discover the incredible impact Rotarians have on our community and around the world. Get ready to be inspired by our Rotary Heroes of Hope. Welcome to the next episode of Rotary Community Heroes of Hope. Jamie, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing great, great. Judy. Oh, we have two Jamies. That was great. <laughs> that was awesome. I actually want to keep that, that in stereo. And that's the fun part. We do have two Jamies here today. We have Jamie Fensel from the Temecula Rotary Club. And we have Mike Wooten that is from the uh, city of Temecula. So we're going to start with you, Jamie. Can you tell us a little bit about the program that we're going to talk about today? Yes. Well, I, I, like you said, I'm from the Rotary Club of Temecula. It's a noon club, and we're every Wednesday at noon uh, at the MSJC building. Please join us anytime you want. But uh, my committee is, uh, we is the acronym is BRIDGE. And what does that stand for? Building, Restoring, Initiating, Developing, Growing, and Empowering. And we have a mission statement, too. Uh, we're Rotarians that provide those in need with a bridge to a better place. So we're a gap. We fill the gap. That's pretty awesome. And that's kind of a, a committee within the club, right? Because there's Correct. a lot of different committees in the club, and this is the one that you happen to work with. How many people do you have on your committee? We have about 10 people that come and go and we're always looking for some new members to help us out so there's always a an empty spot for or a seat and you're welcome to come we meet on the fourth tuesday of every month at the century 21 office in old town temecula at five o'clock p.m so jamie can you tell me what it is that you're doing on behalf of the rotary club what we do is team up with the city of Temecula's outreach team. They're phenomenal. And the bridge that we uh, fulfill for them to make them successful are supplies, gift cards. And the gift cards are not given to the homeless. They are given to the sheriff's department, the social workers, to touch base with a homeless person they might meet or greet because it takes several touches before they trust them. And so what they do with these food gift cards is they invite them to lunch and they have discussions and they give them a voice. They're the voice for them to then go to the resources and say, hey, you know, this is what these people are asking and requiring. We need to help them. And so they get to know their names, their first names. They get to know the sheriff's first name, the social worker's first name, and it becomes a bit of a community that we um, are helping with. Well, you know, as you drive through uh, the Temecula area, you don't see a lot of homeless um, out on the streets. Uh, do do we have a homeless issue, a big homeless issue here in this particular area? Uh, so relatively speaking to other cities, we do have a, a fairly minimal homeless population. It doesn't mean we don't have homeless, obviously, which we do. And uh, our uh, homeless point in time count this year, we had 35 individuals that we counted, uh, which can fluctuate. That's a one-day snapshot that we do. Uh, and that's down quite significantly from the point in time count that I remember a few years ago. It was like 85 or something, right? So Correct. Uh, back in 2017, it was 85 individuals we've counted. So that represents uh, almost a 60% uh, 
reduction in, in the incidence of homelessness in the, in the city of Temecula. So we're really proud of that. You guys have been doing a good job. And I, I'd like to tie back to kind of, Jamie, what you were saying, and Mike, you can probably speak to it best, which is that Rotary, who is full of a bunch of people that really want to help and give money, give time, give things to help this homeless situation, aren't going directly to the homeless person that's sitting on the corner of the freeway. Can you explain why that's really important that we're giving a hand up and not a hand out? Absolutely. And I'm glad you brought that up. So uh, the Rotary Club has been really instrumental in us building those relationships with uh, our homeless clients, homeless individuals in the town, um, where, uh, as Jamie mentioned, taking them to lunch. Uh, they've provided uh, bus passes or, or uh, gas cards that help us uh, get people back to their families um, that may have been stranded here. But really building those relationships is, is really instrumental because it, it doesn't it's very rare that the first time you encounter someone who is is homeless, experiencing homelessness, that they want to get off the street or really trust us to help them uh, with that. So it takes numerous uh, follow-up um, uh, encounters and, and just building those relationships. And what's nice about that approach as opposed to, you know, your panhandler that uh, you may want to give some money to on, on the uh, um, side of the freeway or, or in front of a shopping center is a lot of times while – uh, it seems like you're helping them out. You know, it, it does make someone feel good to give someone a few dollars if, if you think they're um, they're struggling. Um, the downside of that is a lot of times you're actually doing more harm than good. Sometimes, uh, many times you're supplementing, you know, kind of their lifestyle that they're living. And we have so many different organizations in town. Uh, the Rotary Club, uh, obviously one of them, but we have Community Mission of Hope that runs a food pantry that provide free food um, that will sustain somebody for a week um, each time and, and the uh, individuals can come back and, and get food from them. So, um, you know, they, they have options to get food. We have other organizations. Project Touch is one that we work with um, that are able to provide housing, on a, uh, whether it's temporarily ba- temporary basis or, um, you know, more long-term housing. So uh, There are a lot of services in this valley for anybody that is in need, whether they're just you know, on the edge, living in their car maybe because they're between rent um, or, like you said, full services like Project Touch will actually get home uh, families, in, including men, women, and children into a living facility, correct? Absolutely. And uh, so they they have limited space, obviously, and they've been really uh, helpful with our cause, though, when, when there is space available. And, of course, they have their own process, intake process, and I don't want to speak for them too much, but um, but yes, they they can help you know families, individuals, uh, and they do a great job at it, and and it's really helped us you know get a lot of those people off the streets that um, uh, especially ones that want to stay local, you know, and that's that's an interesting element sometimes is those that uh, have options to get off the streets, they want to stay in the town they're from, so um, you know they don't want to go out to. Uh, where different housing options are, whether it's in the desert, different parts of the county. Um, so having Project Touch local here is is really huge to help those that want to stay here, and uh, we can quickly transition them off the streets. Oh, that's great. Besides the homelessness uh, situation, I understand that you also have an aspect called CORE. Uh, could you tell us a little bit about that and how that weaves into uh, what you do for the community? Definitely. Uh, so the core team is uh, the sheriff's department's special team uh, for um, various quality of life issues. It stands for community outreach, resources, and engagement. And it used to be the hot team, which was uh, dedicated deputies uh, for specifically homeless outreach. Uh, about a year ago, that transitioned to uh, where now they've 
taken on different quality of life issues, including homelessness. So we have a great relationship with them. They're instrumental uh, in what we do, uh, balancing that uh, enforcement and outreach side. Because, um, of course, we want to help people get off the streets. That is our goal. We want to get them into, you know, whether it's treatment, housing, uh, some sort of stable situation. And without law enforcement side, uh, our hands would really be tied to do that. So uh, they're huge to us. We work with them um, throughout the week, weekly, um, and uh, uh, we're on the field with them. They know many of the homeless people themselves by name and, and a lot of times are the first ones to make contact with them, um, which will you know allow us to work with them and then they bring us in or SWAG, uh, which is another one of our partners uh, that performs our street level outreach, um, you know, all working together uh, really for that same goal. Are there facilities here in the Temecula area that provide uh, like housing and education to uh, get these folks, you know, back engaged into the community and into society so that they can get their own place to live? Locally, there, there are some limited places. There, there are some facilities that are here in Temecula um, that, that we have available. Housing, uh, a lot of times we're at the uh, the mercy of the county really or, or different organizations that are providing housing vouchers and those could be you know throughout the county so uh, swag has a couple facilities that they are able to uh, um, get select number of, of homeless individuals that are ready to go into treatment that may not have a, a bed or, or a site available where we can temporarily house them in a shelter um, while we're working to get them into a facility so um, while we may not have a ton in Temecula. We do have options uh, throughout the uh, the county and surrounding areas. And you know, uh, Temecula is continuing to build more affordable housing, which is great. Which we we think will help, especially families or those that are facing homelessness to prevent you know people from slipping into homelessness. Uh, so we are getting more and more in the county. Um, there's different organizations, Temecula Valley Hospital. Uh, so so there are a number of options that are available, uh, whether it's in, in the city or outside the city that, that we will explore all of them. We will advocate as much as we can for our, our uh, clients and, and uh, those that we come across on the streets to, to make sure that they're able to get into those facilities uh, as quickly as possible and succeed the best they can. So, Mike, you work for the city of Temecula. Can you tell us about the department that you're working in and kind of how all these different agencies work together? Mm -hmm. So I'm in our community services department, and I think a lot of times when people think community services, they think of parks and rec and, and things <laughs> yeah, like that. Exactly. Um, but it covers a lot more. We have human services, which uh, is technically what I'm a part of. Um, uh, we have a lot of different uh, options that are available for the public. And so um, for my side of it, with the uh, really human services side on the homeless outreach, um, we work with, uh, again, we have SWAG, which is a social work action group, and that's a contracted street outreach provider who have probably been the, w without question, the biggest uh, um, uh They've had the biggest impact for us. Because they're literally out there with you, with with the core team mm -hmm. on the street, with the homeless, and trying to make sure they're getting to the various services, correct? Correct. Daily. Uh, they're out there daily. Uh, so between our different teams, we have the city staff, uh, we have SWAG, and then the core team that we work with. So between those three entities, we are making daily contact with as many homeless individuals as we can. So that allows us to really get to know them, know them by name, know their kind of their history 
history, um, and just really reach them on a personal level. Uh, and then what we do is at least once a week as a group, we will all go visit specific sites throughout town, whether, um, you know, it's a hotspot that we've found or, or an encampment that we've discovered. We'll all go visit those sites to try to provide outreach and, and, um, and, and really explore the different options that are available. And, and sometimes we'll bring up outside people, uh, whether it's um, RUHS, uh, they have teams that have come out, different uh, organizations that have outreach workers. We try to bring as many people as we can just because, uh, you know, everybody has different expertise, you know, on what's what's available to different people. And, and that could vary from whether it's someone that's young, uh, someone that's elderly. Um, and so like APS is another one that we work really close with. Um, and so there's there's so many different partners that we work with in order to really try to accomplish our goals. And speaking about partners, why is it important that Rotary is involved with you? And how does that help your program be the most successful? So Rotary, uh, again, it it's helps us build those relationships with individuals. So as Jamie mentioned, it's not giving money or gift cards directly to homeless clients. They'll give it uh, donate them to uh, the resource center that we that we operate, and so swag or the core team or us will have those. And and uh, you know, as I mentioned, there's food ava- options available for those in town. But if we're working with a client that's that's hungry, that's um, you know just ha- maybe being resistant to us, you know, getting to know them, you know, that's an easy thing. Hey, do you want to go get some lunch? You know, let's sit down and talk, and then you get to know them. It kind of breaks down those barriers a little bit. And and then again, with the help that they've uh, provided with, uh, and by they, I mean the Rotary Club, uh, that they've helped with providing transportation, get people back home. There was one incident I remember. Uh, we had a family of nine people uh, that were trying to get back to the uh, to the East Coast, uh, right. to family there. And the Rotary Club, it really just took us a call and said, we, we need some help transporting them uh, to, uh, it's obviously a large family. So Right, the and that's leg- the key, right? Mm-hmm. We want to get these individuals back into a safe place, and with family is probably the safest, correct? It, a lot of times ideal, it really is. Ideal. You know, not every family is a stable situation, True. but I, I would say for the large majority of the time, that's that's somebody's most stable place to go back to. Um, and, you know, we've we've sent them home, whether it's as far as the East Coast or anywhere in between. Um, and um, really thank you to the Rotary and, and different partners that we have. We're able to accomplish that. You know, cities have limited budgets that we're able to, to put towards things like this. So, um, so having that relationship with clubs like the Rotary Club uh, is just really instrumental to us. I have a couple questions for you sort of to follow up. It would be one, the first one is, uh, what else could Rotary do to help promote your program? And then the second would be, if any of our listeners out here are interested in helping, is there a mechanism for them to volunteer uh, their services as well? Absolutely. Uh, so first, uh, with the Rotary Club, you um, it's tough to say there's more you can do because there's so much that you already do that benefits us so much. And, you know, Jamie and I were talking before we uh, uh, went on air here is that, uh, you know, they're putting together different uh, uh, clothes, warm clothes for the upcoming winter. Yes, a seasonal gift yes. from us. You have the, what is it, The so- what is the socks program? The Sockatumi program. Well, <laughs> Jamie's right. really good at coming up with a great <laughs> name for it. So it's the Sockatumi. Tell us well, about that. You know, homeless people need clean socks, new socks, new underwear, and uh, beanies in the winter, coats in the winter. And so I, I try to reach out um, monthly, if not um, 
couple months in advance of the seasonal change and see what those needs are that we can meet up immediately. And our club is tremendous and so generous in making these donations possible, and they love it. It's a feel-good thing, of course, but it's like, we want to do something. What can we do? Well, I can go out and get you a pair of socks. I can go on Amazon and look at the registry and go ahead and send that out. We make it as easy as possible for everyone to participate in any way they can. It can't be any easier than going on Amazon (laughs) saying, okay, it's kind of like a wedding registry, right? Right. Jamie puts on there what what you guys need, what Mike and the team need, and, and we just ordered it. I did it myself the other day. It was fabulous. Yes, it's great. But we also help um, other organizations like Project Touch in that we'll get a call from Anne, and she'll say, hey, you know, I, I have someone moving into an apartment. They need cleaning supplies. They need some accessory that is functional for them in their apartment, and we're on it. And it's amazing. That's all you have to do is ask at a meeting. Ask on the email with our Rotary Club, and um, it's it's answered. I think that's a big piece of it, that, that Rotarians in general move quickly. We have the ability to move quickly to help the community solve whatever issue it is, whether it's disaster relief, and, and Jamie can talk very intently about that, or or solving a problem and, and that being that bridge where, you know, we don't want to take a lot of time to get the ticket to get that family on transportation to where their families are. And we are very flexible and move quickly when needed. Correct. And we also help a lot of single moms in different programs like Rancho Domicitas is Empowerment Village. And that has been a tremendous opportunity to, to just uh, distract or discourage them from wanting to be homeless and living in their cars and giving them opportunity. We don't do that directly, of course, but we, are, um, we help uh, with whatever needs um, the organization might have uh, requested. We do birthdays in a box for them because a lot of these women and children do not have that opportunity or money to have a decent birthday. And then we're present in meeting them and greeting them and making them feel like they have a family outside of whatever world they're living in at the time. That's great. Uh, it just it's such the impact that you're making in the community. And uh, from the Rotary Club's perspective, do you have some new things on the horizon um, that you'd like to work with uh, the Uh, community center on to be able to promote different things. Absolutely, Jamie. One of the things that it's uh, working on with the city of Temecula and Chuck Washington's office specifically are supplying duffel bags for foster children that move from home to home. They usually have just a garbage bag filled with their possessions, which are not many, clothes on their back. And so we want to give them a nice start. and, And those are to me, duffel bags of pride for them so that they can uh, fill them up with whatever they have. And we sneak in a few goodies and some hygiene bags and, of course, a contact for Rotary if they need some assistance in some way. And that program, we started it just this year, and we were able to give out 25 bags, and we're hoping to continue that as needed. Wow, that's a great program. I think that's so important because foster care youth are moving from place to place and they're already having self you know, assurance issues. And, and when they get sent from place to place with a trash bag, then they feel like trash. And that program, just that simple little thing makes such 
a big difference in how they feel about themselves as they are transitioning from like home someone to home. cares like someone cares exactly okay well thank you both for coming out today and talking about these very important programs um, Jamie I'm going to start with you tell everybody how they can get in touch with Rotary and maybe you know get involved with what what we're doing there absolutely well we do have a wonderful website our current president is Shane Lasowski. Thank you. <laughs> I always mess that up. Sorry, Shane. Anyway, if you go on our website, it's rotarycluboftemecula.com. And then you scroll down, there's club events, and you'll see all of the committees. And you just click on one of those if you want to uh, ask questions, become involved. All the information is located on that website. So please go ahead and check us out. And we welcome you at any noon meeting and tell them that you're you're a guest of Jamie's or Judy's. Perfect. And Mike, how can uh, people know more about your program and support you as well? Uh, so there's a couple of different options. So uh, the city of Temecula's website, uh, you can always visit there for some more information on homeless outreach, and that's temeculaca.gov slash homeless. Uh, but ways to reach us, uh, we have uh, either an email address that goes to our entire team. It's homelessoutreach at temeculaca.gov. Uh, you can also call our resource center, and that number is 951 951- Two four zero four two four two, and I think an, an, another way that I, I don't want to uh, forget to mention is we have an app. Uh, it's it's the city's app, uh, and you can go to your app store and just type in "city of Temecula" and, and you can download it. And and that not only for homelessness, but if there's other concerns, whether it's potholes, graffiti, you know, different things throughout the town, but there there is a section that uh, for homeless concerns, and you know, we we try to stay proactive. We're constantly out in the field um, trying to engage different homelessness. But uh, we can't be all places at one time. So we rely on on really the public to notify us if there are concerns, if um, if they're seeing issues at a certain spot, or if they see somebody that looks like they need some help. You can go in. It literally takes 20 seconds. Uh, you just click on homeless concerns, type in a brief description. You could take a picture, and then it comes right to us. And that that's really... the best way I think because it's GPS marked too. Absolutely right. Because mm-hmm. they know exactly mm-hmm. you know where you are and and the concern, and, and you guys get that direct. I love I love the app. I've used that several times. So it, it's really helpful to us, and 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 again, it's it's it helps us uh, identify areas that maybe we weren't aware of. So it, it's very very helpful, and and we will respond to every one of those concerns that we get. So um, anytime somebody submits a, a concern through there, we will address it as quickly as we can. Well, that's great. Thank you so much for everything that you went through with us today and for all your great work in our community and continuing to create hope for those who may feel that there is no hope right now in their lives. Thank you again for joining us today, and we look forward to seeing you and all the good work you're doing out in the world. Thank you, and thank you you to the Rotary Club. So that wraps up this episode of Heroes of Hope. We are so happy that we have an audience out there listening. We want you to subscribe, share, and tell your friends about the Rotary Community Heroes of Hope because that's how we get the word out about the impact we're having in this world. 